Welcome to another episode of the Traveling Hoopers podcast. I am your host, Alan Pettigrew, and this fella across the screen. It's Cal- What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? All right. So, since we've been going... Since we've been going... Sorry. We're going to get copyrighted. It's okay, though. Since we've been going... All right. Since we've been going... The NBA Finals have started, so... Lakers, 2-1 on the Heat. Heat win in the last game, and there's the game for tonight. Galvin, how are we feeling about the series so far? Um, I, so, like, like, you know, most folks watch probably where Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic got, both got hurt in game one. Like, game one was kind of a blowout, like, with or without them, it was kind of you know, a rough a rough look. But the but like they game two was it was closer and then of course they won in game three. Um Dragic and and Bam are probably not coming back, my understanding. Um why did I forget the term? It was let me look it up. But he basically he he functionally broke his foot. Oh yeah, the uh, plant planter flash planter yeah. flashitis. Fasciter, yeah. Yeah. Like, he he's he's not coming back. He he can't. Like I think it says he's able to put a bit of weight on it, but it's like even if he can, he can't run and jump with that thing. Um, and I, I think they've been uh, called out for game four tonight, so. Yeah, it's not looking good. Game four tomorrow. tomorrow. Pretty sure, because yesterday was game three. I just watched game <laughs> 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 Bro, all the days mixed together, bro. I understand. Um, anyway, though, um, so, and like, I'm aware, like, people basically completely wrote the heat off after Dragic and Bam got hurt. Um, but especially after looking at game two, like, like, I'm not that surprised that they won game three. Like, it's a surprise that, like, you know, they're wildly, uh, like, they're, they're undermanned and they were outgunned before dudes got hurt. But, like, I felt like they could probably get a game. They might be able to get another one. I don't know, though. Like, it's, okay, it's like this. I think they can. Whether or not they will is an entirely separate question. Um, because in game three, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson did not play well at all. Um, Olenek has step, like, stepped up in games two and three um, a lot, and they're going to need more of that if they're to have any hope at all of doing any, like, taking any more games. Um, but like, hmm? yeah. At this phase in the game, at this phase in the game, I have no, <laughs> I have no, uh, I have no confidence in in the Heat getting another one. I don't think they can really win with Tyler Hero and uh, Duncan Robinson having bad shoot nights again. Nah. Yeah, because you need Jimmy to go supernova. Now I don't know if Jimmy can give you forty every night. 
Like, we talk 30, maybe, but 40, a 40-point triple-double at that. Like, yeah. No, they, their goose is cooked. It was, it was a gentleman's sweep. LeBron's respect. Like, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if it's a gentleman's sweep. I just, like, I feel like at this point, Jimmy Butler, for no other reason than pure mindset, is in a, is in a situation where he's probably going to hit them up for 30 or 40, and there's not a whole lot they can do about it. Not like they can try. Like he didn't take a, he didn't even attempt a three last game. And he shot amazingly well, hitting tough shots, like getting assists. He he did everything, and he did it well. Like he outplayed LeBron. And like they and like they just they they did enough to win. Yeah. I don't know, bro. I expected so. I expected like a little bit more fight, like before the injuries. Like I, I expected this to still be like five games, but I expected this to be like entertaining five games. Now I do not take like I, I don't even feel like pity, like because they deserve to be here. Like they fought tooth and nail and they earned it, but to see them lose like this is kind of like. Is like gut wrenching. I know they just came off of a win, but like, like it's it's written like in stone. Yeah. It's like Kelly Olenek, really? He's your savior. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I mean, he doesn't have a choice. It's either that or they lose. Bro, I did a rewatch, and he was he was all hyped up on the court, and I was like, "This is what this is what we doing? We got Kelly Olenek." out here on the floor in the NBA finals. Like, nothing against Kelly Olenek, but just, like, this is what it is? Like, 20 minutes of you? Like, I'm sorry. I mean, fairness to him, he's played well, like, the last two games. I know. But the person who would be playing those minutes, if it weren't Kelly Olenek, would be Bam Adebayo. I feel yeah. cheated. <laughs> like, I'm not spending any money to to watch the games, but I'm just saying, like, this isn't what was advertised, yo. Yeah, yeah. but it's what you got. Yeah. I don't like these shoes. <laughs> like, and, like, and like, one of my, one of my things man. I figured before they won the last game was, like, right. one of the things they got to do is they got to keep, um, like, they have to keep Davis and Howard off the glass because they ate them like they they got bullied game one and they and game two like Davis had more offensive rebounds than he had defensive rebounds in game two like it was he had like eight offensive defensive and it's just like if y'all want any chance of winning you have to keep them off the glass it just so happens that the best way to do that is to get Davis in foul trouble as early as possible. Yeah. That said, also none is not a good not good at boxing out. He tries, but he's just always late, and he gets called for it all the time. Yeah, I noticed that in like game two. Didn't it happen like two times, like back to back? It was like you something like that. Yeah, attention. Yeah, but they got to keep them off the rim, too. Like, uh, like the opening game for game three was just Dwight Howard dunking. And I was like, how did he even get down 
that fast. Like that that happened like three or four times. You just like they just don't have enough size, bro. They don't, but like also something I noticed um in game two in particular was like I I don't know how much Howard does it, but I noticed that like Davis and also to like to less extent LeBron will like like kind of camp out down there right behind the rim, like in the middle of the defense. And like you kind of you can't really let them do that, and you certainly like can't just uh, like granted when I saw one of the times I saw Davis do it, like Hero was aware of where Davis was, but the pass came to the dude on in the corner, and he has to go and defend. And I don't think anybody else was really aware that Davis was down there or didn't seem to be. And like I think the dude whoever shot it missed the shot, and Davis just like one step put back. And it's just, you can't let that happen if you're the Heat. Now, if you're the Lakers, of course, you love it. It's easy. Like, he can just, coat, like, chill down there an entire offense possession and still score for you. But, like... Um, but LeBron was hot after after game three, though. Like, you could, I could just tell. He, was, he's, he wasn't happy about that long. Like... He's gonna. They're gonna hear an earful from him from now until Game Four, and they're also just gonna come out harder Game Four. Like it's just you just know it's going to happen. All right. <clears throat> What's the over on over under on LeBron scoring thirty? Um. Are you saying like what? Which one would I take? The yeah. Over or under? Yeah. Um, hmm. I think I'll take the under and like assuming that they assuming Davis doesn't get in foul trouble again, he's just gonna like put up a whole bunch of points. That's probably what's gonna happen. LeBron's still gonna have like probably still gonna have like twenty five and like a triple double. But yeah. Yeah, I think best case scenario is probably a six game series. Like best okay, the best realistic scenario is a six game series. The best possible scenario is a seven game series. The Lakers probably win anyway. Oh yeah, regardless. I th- I think this this goes down at uh as a Lakers thing. If if anything else happens, I do not know if I I will like that's all heat. Like that would be the this would be one of the craziest finals if something just flips. Like, I have no faith that it will. I just like playing what-if games. Yeah, like... It's like, yeah, they're, they're probably going to lose. I like... Like, I just... At the moment, I just like the idea of them winning, even though I also like the idea... Well, I mean, at this point, LeBron kept up his final... The whole finals thing. This is what, his 10 finals in, like, 11 years or something? Yeah. And so, like, now, it's, and, and, and at this point, it's the, it's the Lakers' ring to lose. And, and like, LeBron is hot, and as always, Rondo doesn't fold. Like, it's not in his vocabulary. He doesn't know how to do it. Um, and he's not going to light you up. He's going to hit, at this point, I think he's going to hit, like, one crazy shot a game and then just, like, get, like, 10 assists and just like call it a game. Well, if he like, if they're in a comfortable position, 
Otherwise, it's actually going to start trying to score, and you got other issues to deal with. But Game six, Ronda. That's all I got to yeah. say. That's, that's why he's my favorite point guard. But uh, let's talk about some other news in the NBA. Doc Rivers as head coach of the 76ers. Right. Where you at on that? It is probably the best option that they had because, as we previously talked about, everybody who's better than him is either already has a job or is retired. Um, and, like, I think when they were first, like, um, fired Brown, people would say, like, get Jay Wright to the point, like, Jay Wright made us like an official statement. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm staying at Villanova, basically. Um, because, like, of course, they'd be like, get Jay Wright. He's clearly a very, very good coach. But, like, this is for, for as far as a coaching thing goes, like, just getting the best coach possible. This is probably the best. Like, this, this is realistically as good as it would have gotten for 76. Um, now I'm, I'm less sold on him trying to move either Embiid or Simmons because, like, Grant, like, I think they can play together. You just have the wrong roster, like, around them. But what do you think about it? Um, I just find it hilarious that the best option that we have is a man who has the stink of losing three, uh, 3-1 leads in the playoffs. Like, that is your best option. Your best option is, like, the dude who won a, like, ring, like, 10 years ago. Like, which isn't a bad thing, because, like, it's only been, like, three people, with three head coaches that have won rings for real in the last, like, 10 years, but I just, I can't wait to see what it looks like up X's and O's. Like, he's much different than Blake Griffin or, um, like, Kevin Garnett. I'm pretty sure you can scheme up something, but it's a mixed bag, bro. I feel bad for Philly. It's, there's so much there, and yet like, so little. I feel like the best thing they could do is restructure the roster. Like the, I feel like the biggest hurdle, though, is going to be, like, salary. Um, like, I was just looking at some stuff and mentioned it, and I saw someone mention it, and I, and I looked at it, and, like, it's not actually that bad of an idea, but I'm not sure if you could talk to the Kings into it would be something like um, Horford for um, Heald and probably, like, throwing, like, a first or something. Mm. Um, like, it, it, it gives you shooting. He's a decent enough defender. It spaces out the floor. Like, he's going to, like, him. Also think, I also looked at it, like, they might benefit from, like, trying to get, what, Davis Burton? Again, though, I'm not sure if the Wizards would come up often. Um, like it's one thing to be like this dude would make your team better. It's another to be like, yeah, this is a realistic like person you can go and get. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're capped, aren't they? Like they kind of have to go in with that roster. Like it's going to be like some tweaks on like the back end, but who they have is kind of who they have, right? I think I think so more or less because like dudes have big contracts and like. That's the issue with trying to trade them too. Even if even if other teams want them, it's like you got to make those salaries. You're probably gonna need to have to make those salaries met, or like something. 
if that's the case, I unless you know like your GM is cooking up like a really good trade scenario, like almost what is the point of firing your head coach? Cause especially if like like I get that his scheme isn't working, but well, you just gonna roll the dice on the other dude's scheme not working? I mean scheme working. Like, especially if you already know what his scheme is. Like I just uh, like, I'm not sure where, like, I've run across before, but I think that basically, like, a lot of times firing coaches, it's, it's very much, the coaches are just kind of the scapegoat. Not to say that, like, every coach that gets fired is a wonderful coach, but it's just, like, if the coach, if it's not the coach, then, like, it's probably the GM. And, like, the GM isn't about to be, like, it's me, the problem is me. <laughs> so, like, of course they're going to, like, blame the coach and fire, like, and uh, by firing and like fire the coach, because either that or like, like, what's what's that phrase? It's impossible to get some someone to understand something whose livelihood is dependent upon them not understanding it. Yeah. So like, you like you might need a change in GM, but like the GM's never gonna say that. <laughs> like. Yeah. He's what? The GM is Elton Brand. He's been what? There three years? Something like that, yeah. I can't really blame him yet. Because it's not like they really had anything to like make shake. Like, best contracts in the world? No, that Al Horford deal kind of looks awful. But I understand why you gave him the Al Horford deal. Like, the year before, he was the only dude that could really, like, put a body on Giannis. Like, I, I get it. Just, uh, it's like, it it seems like a good idea at the time. Yeah, like, if Al Horford is completely washed, it's a very bad contract. It was just, like, bad scheme because of, like, whatever Brown has him in. Maybe he has a renaissance here, but I don't really have any faith that dude looked not that good this season. Like, I feel like even if, like, he's got more in him, like, we, like it's it's still, like, an issue of, like, you got him, and he, he like, he can shoot a little, but, like, he's going to spend a lot of time in the paint. And B needs to be spending a lot of time in the paint. And the only place that Simmons scores is right around the rim. Like, that, that's, all, that, that's, that's three dudes who, ha- who really need to be around, who either should be or can only really operate there. Hey, Brett Brown is going to be super hot when, um, uh... Ben Simmons come back with a reliable three point jump shot next season. I I will believe it when I see it. Imagine this man getting the thirty five percent. I think I think the game completely changes, especially if we're talking about like on four attempts a game. He he doesn't like the game changes if he gets the thirty three percent. If he gets a mediocre jump shot, the the game changes. That Giannis every once in a while, like, oh, I got to guard you, don't I? Like, you chunk. Like, Giannis, LeBron, Davis, just get a mediocre jump shot. Like, if you get better than that, wonderful. But, like, your three only needs to be mediocre for, like, like, then they have to come out and, like, everything, like, the gate, like, the, the whole system, everything changes. You got options. Ugh. That you don't have when he's like not taking any kind of jumper at all. Ever. 
Um, as I mentioned, well, as I mentioned to you before uh, we got started, J.D. Davison committed to Alabama, which is a good get for Alabama. I don't like he's a very good scorer and very athletic. Um, so you know, I don't really know what Bama has necessarily outside of him. That like, if nothing else, you got to do who who can probably get some fifteen a game without too much trouble. Yeah, I think he's he might be like the the lone like big name that they'll have when he comes in. But uh, they should have a decent roster. They've been recruiting pretty well over the last couple of years. Any other recruiting news? Um, not that I can comment on too much. I know like Memphis just got like two commits. Um, but like, I don't, I can't really tell you about those players. Yeah. As far as the recruiting side, I don't have much, but as, um, as far as like the high school talent uh, that I saw this weekend, I was able to go to the Pangos, uh, sophomore versus freshman camp down here in Dallas. So we're talking about the top 2023s and 2024s and some of the 2025s, uh, in the region, uh, when I tell you we got some heat, we got some heat. Amir Ali, uh, this is probably my first time seeing him like all summer. But with, um, and he's a 2024, talking about a 6'8 dude that like handles the ball like a guard, looks really good, can score going downhill. Uh, not a bad jump shooter already. Um, has a little bit of pass and vision. It just like a really good handle. Like the game is going to open up so much more for him once he figures out really what he's doing. He just he looks really good. Uh, pretty sure is going to be a top five uh, 2024 pick and overall at least a top 100 thing. We're kidding. We're all set and done. Like it's, it's all there. Um, out of your city, Ernest uh, Ernest Smith the second, mm-hmm. he's going to be the best point guard out of your in your city in like a year and a half. Like, dude looks really good. Like, super smooth. Once he gets downhill, it's a bucket. Uh, like, tons of touch. Like, floater game, going downhill, all that. Uh, we got another big man out here that's probably going to be. That is in the top five in our 2024, Dorian Owencheku. I'm pretty sure I'm butchering the name. But uh, just a double-double machine gets all the uh, rebounds, putbacks, all that. Um, surprisingly agile. Just just like a really good kid overall. Um, another dude named Sasha Paint. Another dude that's the top five in our 2024. Super athletic, six six, handles, shoots the ball, and like stupid athlete. Like every, you know, like when you when you first get bouncing, you try to dunk everything. That's him right now. It is. It's. I'm just glad I don't got to play against the kid. Did man catch game of the WNBA finals? Side note: I feel like it's hot. granted. Like I get like it's there's football on Sunday, but like because of that, the NBA finals aren't going to get looked at as much either. But, like, I feel like it's kind of lost opportunity not to put the WNBA Finals and NBA Finals back-to-back, like, since they're on the same day. Because um, the WNBA Finals happened at, like, two. But, like, the NBA was, like, what, six or something? Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, I feel like we should have, you could have set it up to like once one ends, you just like start like hit record on the other or whatever. Like, I because I don't really care about you know the like NBA countdown or whatever the pre game show or whatever. Like, no, you just want to watch the game. Why not watch WNBA game? Like, if they weren't going to watch, they probably weren't going to watch countdown either. So, um, but also the Aces are currently down against the Seattle Storm, uh, 2-0. Uh, so Seattle is a game away from being crowned WNBA champ. Um, the, it was, it was a decent game. It was just like, I kind of like the Aces. So like I had to go and double, like double check myself after even I watched the game. Like, I don't quite remember what happened. That means they probably lost. Um, and yeah, the Aces lost. Um, Asia Wilson showed up um, after I guess apparently struggling in, the, in game one. But like, it didn't quite matter. Like, Sue Bird had a double-double. I don't even remember what uh, Stewart put up. And what the the Aces are, and I guess the degree that everybody in either bubble is relatively short-staffed, the Aces are kind of short-staffed, and that um, Liz Cambage decided not to participate this year. Yes. Um, one of their bench players, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing Park Jun Su, I think is her yeah. name. Yeah, she decided to stay in Korea um, this year. So that basically left the front court, depending on how you categorize front court, is um, McCautry, Angel McCautry, who, like, they just added in the offseason. Um, Asia Wilson, um, I don't remember first name, but Sword, and Derricka Hamby. And Derrick Hamby is hmm? Carolyn Swords. Thank you. And like Derrick Hamby is apparent was out with some sort of like knee injury or something. So Swords got minutes she probably shouldn't have gotten. They kind of just she she got she she, she kind of got eaten up like every possession, but. Um, the Aces would have set a new assist record, like in a game for the WNBA, like in the final game of WNBA, if it weren't for the fact that Seattle had more assists than they did. So, like, yeah, it was it was like that. Oh, um, that's the game where Sue Bird said, like, um, she set like the finals record for uh, assists, right? No, I think that was game one. In this yeah. one, she had like 15 points and 10 assists. Fuck it. Yeah, she's she she's a very real problem. And and the Aces are also without Kelsey Plum, who probably would have helped with the whole scoring thing. Yeah. Hey, so um, I know you said at the beginning of the WNBA, well, like before the WNBA season started, that um, the Storm had a point guard that you were uh, looking into. Izzy, right? How's she doing? I I think she's a forward, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've hold up. Cause like, give me a second. Lord, Cause like I have not followed the WNBA as closely as I had initially attempted to. Like, I just kind of didn't. 
I kind of blame the NBA playoffs. Actually, no, I entirely blame the NBA playoffs. Mm. I want to see what her numbers look like. Because, like, I know she didn't win Rookie of the Year. Like, yeah. that wouldn't have made any sense. Like, she, even if she was the best rookie, hypothetically, she's just not in a position to win it. Um, it was, but like the storm were kind of just clicking on all cylinders pretty consistently. Yeah, man, I haven't caught a single game of like the WNBA this year. Like between COVID and uh, the the NBA bubble, they got yeah. the, the world is kind of a mess, and by kind of I mean it's, I I mean very much so. So it's completely understandable. Yeah, it was, I don't know, a decent rookie season. Like, yeah. I'm not really sure what one would expect necessarily. But she averaged six and a half points, uh, two and a half rebounds, shooting 56%, 33% from three in like 13 minutes a game. She played every single one, didn't start one. Okay, so she may use just make that team more dangerous, of course. Yeah, you know, it's one of them, like, give her, like, a year or two, I think. Yeah. And, like, she hasn't played that much in the playoffs because it's playoffs. I am all out of topics. You got anything else, Calvin? Nah, nothing comes to mind. Well, thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Travel Hooper Podcast. We're going to go ahead and get up out of here. You know, thanks again, you know, for coming through. Uh, like, if you're on YouTube, you know, like, share and subscribe. Uh, and, you know, listen to us where every listen to podcasts, I guess.